Hello, uh, this podcast is brought to you as part of the London Design Festival by Harbottle and Lewis, the legal partner of the 2007 event. The theme for discussion today is Talk to Me, using lawyers effectively in the creative process. My name is Lee Gage, an intellectual property lawyer with Harbottle and Lewis, specialising in design law. Joining me today I have the designer Liz de Havilland and Nick Hobson, employment lawyer at Harbottle and Lewis. Liz, if I could start with you. Um, how have you found lawyers helpful uh, to your business as a designer? Um, I think lawyers actually are a necessary evil. It's, um, the problem with design, building a business in design, is that you're basically creatively led and it's just not good enough to be just creative. So lawyers can bring you back down to earth when you're dealing with, for instance, potentially unscrupulous business heads. Who could take advantage of your enthusiasm and naivety? They'll, um, you know, there might be certain things that you're reading through in a contract that you think is going to be fine because you're having a nice jolly discussion over a table, and then the lawyer can actually turn around and go, actually, no, this opens you up for all sorts of problems in the future, stuff like that. So what they can do is actually um, give you give you a, more of a sense of how the business side of it should be being dealt with rather than just getting totally carried away with, oh my goodness, we've got the most marvellous creative project and this person wants to come and put money in and it's all going to be fabulous. So that's quite interesting. So in other words, we can perhaps um, clarify uh, trickier points and, and perhaps areas of um, contracts that are framed very much in, in jargon. You've mentioned, though, the word, the phrase, I should say, necessary evil, which brings me <laughs> on to my, my next question, Liz. Um, how do you find lawyers, um, in general, uh, um, to be a hindrance to um, doing business and, and to your business as a designer? Well, I think they can get over-involved in the legalese of things, and, and you know, just the minutiae of it all. You know, there's, there's like sentences that come up in contracts that, that us basic creators haven't got a clue about, and then all of a sudden you'll find that there's this big ping-ponging back and forward about certain little details and it just goes on and on. Meanwhile the financial clock is ticking. Yes. <laughs> and nine times out of ten us creators when we're starting out don't have a huge amount of money. Um, so I mean I, I, that is to me the, the major hindrance is basically financial. Yeah. You can't actually progress in business unless you've got a good IP lawyer behind you but then you've got to be in a situation where you can actually afford a good IP lawyer. So, you know, it's kind of a catch-22. Sure. And I think one of the things you mentioned there, talking about money of um, wording in agreements and also talking about legalese, I think that's often a complaint that's um, levied at lawyers by designers, is that there's, in a sense, a tension between good design being about simplifying things, getting things done as quickly and, and, and as cleanly as possible, and lawyers who can often be perceived as um, complicating matters. I mean, what's your take on that? How have you found that to work, and how do you deal with that, resolve it in your business? Well. It's a bit of a difficult one. I mean, you, there is no getting away from the fact that lawyers have to get involved when it comes to contracts and so on and so forth. And, um, and um, I think creatives often feel that lawyers are kind of overcomplicating things, even when all they're really trying to do is help protect their clients' needs and wants. Designers just basically want to design, and, and they often feel that law can constrict and stifle, frustrate their creativity, because, you know, when they're creative, they're creative. Rest of the time, you might be just sitting around thinking beautiful thoughts. It's so quite interesting. I mean, do you think, Liz, just to finish up um, on that topic, that it can help 
you as a designer if your lawyer understands how you work, like literally comes and sees you in, in your place of work and has more of an understanding of your processes? Absolutely. I mean, but again, it gets back to that, can I afford to pay my lawyer X amount of hundreds of pounds now just to come and sit around my studio and have a cup of tea and watch me <laughs> sticking and gluing things together? That's but true. no, I think, I think it would be great if lawyers could actually get their heads around um, how creators work and kind of, you know, learn, learn a bit about it and enjoy it. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, if you um, perhaps have a cheese and wine evening and then we all come down and see how you work, sounds like marvellous fun. Absolutely. Great. Nick, can I turn to you now? Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things that you've heard from um, Liz, and Liz has sort of raised a few issues which, um, you know, primarily centre around sort of financial um, pressures on design businesses, but also about this sort of issue of the dialogue. And I was wondering, in your experience, how you think lawyers can make working for design clients um, easier and more straightforward for them? Well, in terms of things that lawyers can do to help designers, obviously um, they're there to help and also they can clarify issues which designers necessarily don't want to put their minds to in terms of complicated tax and business affairs. Um, in terms of things that lawyers can kind of do, they can help prepare some standard documentation so that, for example, the designer can basically develop the terms of business on which they're prepared to do. Um, with clients, and basically so they don't have to continue to revisit agreements which can distract them from what they're trying to do. Um, if a designer finds themselves in a situation where they're in negotiations or a dispute, a lawyer can be very helpful because they can clarify what's happened before, um, before and kind of take it forward and propose solutions. Obviously, if, if it doesn't look like there's going to be an agreement reached, obviously a lawyer can help you with the litigation process and also provide you with some support to kind of demystify the court process. Um, and of course lawyers can also help designers in that they might be able to highlight issues that perhaps weren't on their mind, for example if they're starting up in a new business or if they take premises or take anyone on, they can help with employment and HR issues and also property and ta uh, tax issues. So there's a lot of support and guidance and help that a lawyer I think can provide to designers. And so what you're saying, I suppose in a nutshell really, is that the more um, standard lawyers can make those documents and the, and the help that we provide to our design clients, the easier, in your experience, they find it. And perhaps that also then goes some way to answering uh, Liz's uh, question about uh, the, the, the thorny matter of, of fees. I think, um, you know, we've talked about some positives here and, and, Nick, and Liz did raise some negatives. And I just want to sort of, um, I don't like to finish on a negative, but I'd just like to ask Nick um, a question. On that, I mean, in your experience, where, where have you found communication is broken down with, with your design clients? And I think, positively, how, could, how can we rectify that or indeed um, perhaps avoid it altogether? Yeah, I take on board what Liz is saying, kind of the fees spiraling out of control, and I think a solution might be um, if it's possible for a design client to perhaps negotiate a fixed fee arrangement with their lawyers so that they know there's always going to be a maximum uh, cap to the fees and so that they can feel at ease going back to their lawyer to ask. Uh, clarity and give, ask questions basically. Yeah, so in other words, just making sure there's room for designers to be able to um, talk to their lawyers um, as much as they feel they want to and um, within perhaps Liz a, a, um, a fixed fee or, or at least a fixed parameter of, of, of working. Yeah, absolutely, that sounds good to me because you know, as long as we know how much basically something's going to cost us, because I mean, designers want to spend all their money on their design, they want the, you know, that's where your finances are going to go to. Yeah. In an ideal world. So actually to know what you're going to be spending prior to it happening would definitely help. 
Well, that's great. Well, I hope that um, you know today we've learned a few things about how each other works, the lawyer and the designer, and that we'll uh, go off and put it into practice. So it just uh, leads me to say thank you very much for listening to this podcast, and it's been brought to you by Harbottom Lewis, the legal partner of the London Design Festival 2007.